Tampa Bay defeating Montreal last night and winning the Stanley Cup in five games. As I said, I, I, I've never been less interested in a Stanley Cup final. Massive, massive hockey fan. Usually watch the playoffs right through. But I'm going to be honest with you, the whole thing just seemed a little off to me. And uh, we're going to chat now with Reed Wilkins, host of Inside Sports on 630, chat about this. And you know, Reed, um, congratulations to Tampa. They won. And I, I know a lot of people say they're cheating. I'm not going to say they cheated because what they did is technically legal. But it sort of feeds into the whole, you look at the officiating throughout the playoffs, you look at the salary cap loophole with Tampa Bay, and there was something about the whole way the playoffs rolled out this year that made me think, we got a problem with the NHL. Do you agree or am I overreacting? Well, you're completely overreacting about the salary cap thing. It's really? they didn't do anything wrong. I know like, they didn't. They didn't. But that's there's the problem no with the dis- league, not Tampa. Shay, there's no discussion of a rule being broken at all. Zero. Like, I'm not none. saying they broke any rules. I'm not saying they did. But what I'm saying well, no, is the fact of the matter that suddenly twenty legal, million payroll can be dropped. That they in. did something shady, which they didn't. No, 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 they, no, no. They no. did something that any team would do and has done in the past, right. including Chicago. Uh, it was different, 20, though. I think it was 2010 for one of their cups. Patrick so, came, he came look, back much earlier. This rule, though, is it's made by the teams. This I is don't... not something the league just arbitrarily decided or that Tampa Bay asked for special permission to do. The salary cap issue, to me, is irrelevant. It does not tarnish what the Lightning have accomplished. It, uh, it it should not be discussed in the context of them being a diminished champion or anything like that. Uh, any team would do- and, and this the rule is there because teams want this as a possibility that if a player is hurt or several players are hurt, they have them on long term injured reserve, and they can work them into the salary cap. And look, once you get into the playoffs, like how many guys are black aces? Oh, right? I know. Like, like, like it's it's just it's. If They're they not want Kucherov to change it, they can change it. Though, Reed. But well, still, it it doesn't matter. And, and by the way, Steve Stamkos is—I <laughs> don't even think he's one of the top six no, forwards right. on yeah. that team anymore, except on the power play. But I, I, I just—I I just don't even see that as a discussion point for the the officiating. I hope the NHL examines the officiating. And, and look, there are. There are two different things. There there are bad rules. Well, I guess there are three things. There are bad rules, there are bad standards of enforcement, and there are bad calls. Yes. There are, there are always going to be bad calls, no matter what. And, and I contend that the NHL refs are the best in the world. Like the players, they have sacrificed and persevered and risen to the top of their profession and they deserve to be in the NHL, and sometimes they're going to make a bad call. And as good as Gary Bettman is at deflecting and controlling the conversation, he he was right in his news conference a week and a half ago where he said, look, sometimes you have an angle on TV that the ref on the ice doesn't have. And when you slow it down to a, a frame-by-frame view, it's going to look different than it mm-hmm. did at full speed. Having said that, I think the NHL needs to look at the standard of enforcement for some things if it were up to me, specifically cross-checking and to some extent interference. Because I think, you know, players have now, because they came out of that lost season in 05-06 and, and really cracked down on interference. And now I think a lot of it has crept back into the game. And you see it more with fast players like McDavid when yep. they chip the puck in and chase it and they get bumped. You know, Oilers fans want to call. If you're the defending team, you don't want to call. But I think that needs to be looked at. And the last couple of years for me, 
and, and hey, not everybody agrees with me. I mean, Kelly Rudy's on my show every week, and he said he doesn't have a problem with it, but I have a problem with the amount of cross-checking going on. And if, especially if you are behind a guy. You know, if you're a beaten player and another player has position on you with the puck or to get the puck, then you shouldn't be allowed to drill him in the back or, or even, you know, give him a shot in the back to knock him off balance. So I think those things need to be looked at. There, there were some, you know, quite frankly, embarrassing moments for the refs in the playoffs. The, the one at the end of the second period in that game between Vegas and Montreal, Montreal was yeah. bad. I mean, we can go back over the Oilers season and, and find some missed calls that should have gone either way. Um, you know, again, I, I think the standard of enforcement for cross-checking interference need to be looked at. And I think that they need to tell the refs too bad if one team is already shorthanded. If they commit a foul and you got to put them down five on three, you put them down five on three. Yeah, you know that's what I, what I would suggest looking at. I think you're right. It's a, they're humans doing uh, the job, and there's going to be errors. There's going to be mistakes. But I think you're right. It's the consistency, right? And that's all players and coaches have ever asked for. Is if it's a penalty in the first period, and if it's a penalty if we're up by a guy or down by a guy, then it's the same thing in the third period. But the rules seem to change so much, game to game and period to period. You know, they're they're refing based on the scoreboard, so no. Nobody knows what goes and what doesn't anymore. That's the problem. Well, and that's what's frustrating for the viewer, whether you're a, a, you know, a fan who watches a game every night throughout the season or, or you just watch the Oilers or you just watch Hockey Night in Canada. You know, I, I, don't, understand, I don't have a problem with each game having a different yes. tone yeah. as long as the referee establishes what's that, what is that going to be in the first five or ten minutes. And I thought McDavid handled it very well in his availability last week when he was asked about the refing and, and he said all the right things, but he did throw in there that he would like consistency yes. from the regular season to the playoffs. And, and that's, you know, I think that's what players and fans want that. Hey, if, if I'm, if I get slashed on November 5th and I lose control of the puck and the, the opponent is called when I'm in the Stanley cup semifinals on May 25th and I get slashed, I would also like that to be called. Yeah. And I think that's something that needs to be looked at. Too. Yeah, and like you mentioned the interference, you know, you chip it by the D man and it's raced to the corner regular season. That D man gets in your way. He's going to the box uh, in the playoffs. He can basically haul you down almost. You're right. The rules change dramatically. What are you watching for this off season when it comes to the NHL? What are we keeping an eye on here? I mean, obviously the Kraken, right? Yeah, cracking the so the uh, expansion lists are due July seventeenth. The expansion draft is July twenty first. The NHL draft is July twenty third and twenty fourth. The Oilers will pick twentieth overall. So I mean, it's going to be wide open options there. The last time they picked in that range, uh, what they picked twenty third the year they got Kyler Yamamoto. So you know, probably a player kind of of that quality. And then NHL free agency starts July 28th. I think storylines for Edmonton will continue to watch Duncan Keith. Will it happen or will it not happen? Uh, A contract for Adam Larson, a contract for uh, Mike Smith. Uh, I mean, Ken Holland said he sounds like he's happy bringing back the same goaltending tandem the Oilers had last year. And, And Tyson Berry, maybe, is still on the radar. I know he said he wants to explore free agency. I would lean towards him leaving, but we'll see what kind of interest and offers he gets from other teams. Maybe maybe he'll be back as an Oiler as well. I think Tampa Bay will be an interesting team to watch in the offseason. Uh, because like, got to worry I mean, about as you reference, okay, they went over the cap, but now they, they went over the cap in the playoffs. But now you're you're going to lose guys. I mean, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Tyler Johnson won't be back. Where does he go? Uh, Alex Kalorn likely to not be on that team. They they do have a good core of players they that do. are still going to be back, like Kucherov, Point, Stamkos, Vasilevsky, Hedman, uh, certainly leading the way. 
but there there are there will be some other guys that will will probably have to be traded. You know, maybe uh, Yanni Gord, maybe an Andre Palat, like good players mm-hmm. that they're likely not going to have. Blake Coleman uh, likely won't be back. He was on a pretty good contract uh, there with Tampa, making just one point eight million dollars. So you know they'll they'll lose. Uh, you know they could lose a quarter or a third of their team of of, uh, wow. of key players after winning back to back titles. That'll be good. I-, I like to see that. <laughs> 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 All right, thank you, Reed. I appreciate your time, bud. Okay, see ya. We'll talk to you later. Uh, Reed Wilkins, host of Inside Sports on 630 Chad.